Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Sports Radio here on blogtalkradio.com, uh, 760-283-0846. So there's two premises that Seth and I are discussing tonight. The first one is, could, and, and this was hypothesized by a columnist earlier this week, and I don't remember who it was, so if, if anybody does know, please let me know, was the last week in New York sports perhaps the most important week in New York sports for the upcoming five to 10 years. So that's hypothesis. Number one, number two is will there be a major league baseball season this year after next week or even the week after? And we can take those one at a time, one at a time. Um, Seth, how are you? Uh, We are, we are pastor, July 15th, we are in the home stretch for your dog days of summer. Hello. Hey, boss. How you doing? So, <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what, I don't, I, I don't know what, quite what song that was. Because when I think of that hockey was... songs, somehow country music doesn't really come to the forefront. Well, actually, that is the most famous hockey song. In, of all time. It's actually played at every single game in Toronto uh, during uh, one of the period, one uh, hockey night in Canada. That is what is played. Sure. It's the good old hockey game. So with hockey starting, the NHL starting in their bubble this Saturday, and I'll tell you, my brother and I could not be more excited. Um, here we are with the good old hockey game, and that comes – on the precipice of perhaps baseball canceling. And I have to tell you, Seth, I didn't think I was going to be into baseball. We talked about this a couple of weeks back, where I said I would have no interest in it. It's 60 games. It wouldn't last. And I said it back then. I said, you're going to start that season, but you'll never finish it. And that's the way it looks like it's going to happen. But I found myself on Saturday afternoon. It was pouring here in Atlanta after a nice morning. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm sitting on my nice couch or nice chair, and I, I'm scrolling through YouTube TV, and the Mets and Braves are on. And, and I'm like, 
okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play. I'll, I'll watch a game. Like, let's see. And the Mets gave up a home run in the ninth inning. And wouldn't you know it, I screamed. I said, no! Like, I was into the game where I didn't think I was going to be. And it, it, it actually surprised me. And I'm not sure it surprised you that I was into the game, but it certainly no. surprised me. But it surprised me. I was, I was shocked that I was that much into a game for a season I don't believe is going to conclude. And it's 60 games, and I think it's a farce. So maybe it's just I haven't had sports. But, man, I was, I was like, really into the game. I was pissed. Well, first of all, there was no doubt in my mind that you would come back. You are a baseball <laughs> fan, true and true. So the idea that you weren't going to be there is silly to me. It always was. Now, obviously, it's looking prescient that, you're, that baseball will probably not make it, considering we don't have – the Florida Marlins are now – it's the only way the Florida Marlins are in worse shape than they were after they sold off their entire team after the World Series win is the whole team's in freaking quarantine which actually may mean it's the same team as it was in 2006 after they won, after they won the World Series and sold the whole team. Um, yeah, I don't see how it's done. Every other, you know, basketball is in a bubble. Hockey is in a bubble. Basketball has had, I think, three, has had very few COVID cases, if any. Hockey's at zero. I don't see, you know, football, I don't know how they're going to do it. Baseball would not going to have guaranteed contact. Yeah, I don't see it because it all seems to be contingent. It all seems to be contingent on the traveling. And credit to Adam Silver. Now, this was this was they came up with the criteria where they thought they had a shot to pull it off. And not that anything is said and done, but they put themselves in the best position to do so. Hockey is nothing. And Seth, and I think. There is a direct correlation between basketball and hockey, and I'm not sure many people of the new generation, I say are 20 to 30, understand this. But Gary Bettman was David Stern's number two. So before he left to be the commissioner of the NHL. So there has always been a tie between the NHL and the NBA. So if you think that there wasn't some conversation between Adam Silver and Gary Bettman. Uh, you're crazy. Like, there was absolutely some discussion between the two of them that, that made this happen. And it may have been Silver's initial, um, initial plan, and Bettman got the idea and said go, or it could have been the other way around. But either way, this is the way it will work. And if you, if I was Roger Goodell at this point, I'd be looking for something very similar. I'd be saying to Bob Kraft or to Jerry Jones, hey, do you guys have an island we can borrow? I mean, <laughs> just, just, well, no, to the point that, look, if you, if you had an island, and I'm not saying you, there is an island to be bought, but let's say there is, and you raised, and by raised, I don't mean... Uh, I don't mean elevate, I mean raise the, the, the field, which means make it all flat. And you made, I don't know, 20, 20 fields, 
in some town or some city or whatever? Why could you not do that? You have $9 billion at stake here with a B. You can make a lot of fields for $9 billion. And as long as there are no fans, and, and if the NFL believes that there's going to be fans, I got a bridge to sell them to. Why do you care when you start? Start in November. Push it back. So, Who cares? For, just a quick question. For the bridge, for the bridge, can I get two first-round picks in a, in a starting safety? You can, and we'll discuss that in a second. Absolutely for the bridge. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. So what do you think of my idea? I mean, seriously, postpone well, October much you're or still, November. You're, you're, you're stealing the UFC, who bought an island. They call it Fight Island. And they've had 10 cards there over the last you know, four months. Um, look, the problem, I don't think, is that. The problem is, where are you going to keep all the players? And the coaching, the, the, one of the reasons that basketball has a shot, at least, is you have, you know, you're talking 15, to, talking 15 players and 5 to 10 administrative per team. For the NFL, you're talking mm. 100. Yep. I don't know if logistically you could do it. Okay, now, that's fair. That's fair. 100%. And, you know, so to me, look, I would be more than happy, and I'll be honest, basketball starting Thursday, I wish I was more excited. I'm just not. I'm not excited yep. about any of this yet. Um, now, baseball, you knew I wouldn't be because, let's be honest, I don't typically get excited about baseball until around September 15th anyway. And, you know, similar to what he said, what permeated out of uh, Miami, does that make me think that we are going to make we're going to make it very far? Um, so we're looking at basketball and hockey, and I wish I could be excited. Maybe it's because my teams are not there. Devils didn't make it. Brooklyn is literally starting a JV team at this point. Um, I think with seven of their nine starters, starting players aren't going to be playing. Seven of their top nine. I mean, it's. You know, it's moot. Um, maybe I will get, like, I've watched a little bit of the preseason of the NBA just to kind of get the feel of it. And it feels like preseason. It just does. And I am not sure if, you know, if you're going to have the cutouts of the fans and the noise pumped in, you know, which is, which I'll admit with English soccer really helped. It really did. Um, hoping now you have to choose your team, by the way. Because now the league is over. So, Excellent. Wait. There's a few options for you. Mediocre team with horrible ownership? I can get you a couple of those. Um, <laughs> but it's... I don't... I don't think logistically you could do it. And I would have no issue waiting until mid-November to start the season this year. None. Now, I don't know if with the TV contracts that's doable. I don't know how it would play out. I just don't think logistically you could run what you're saying. Heck, Sean, we could put it all on Randall's Island. 
They have like 40 deals out there. Well, Mike Florio they could, of could they, they could they could play where we where I played pickup football for three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Florio of of ProFootballTalk.com uh, has hypothesized the fact uh, he he has he has followed what Roger Goodell has said, and and most reporters have, but Roger Goodell continually refers to a full season and uses the word full, and it has used it numerous times, instead of complete. So a complete season, we understand, is 16 games, right? Or, I'm sorry, he says a complete, not a full. A complete season is one that starts at some point and completes with the Super Bowl, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter how many games are in the middle of it. It's a complete season. A full season is 16 games with the Super Bowl and all the playoffs. And there's some thought that it's going to be pushed, I mean, into October to start, and that's why most of the division, if not all the division games, are at the back half of the season. So you can make the claim that they're looking that way anyway, which is incredibly smart. Um, but, Seth, I, I, just, I just don't see it. I just don't see how it's going to work. I, I, you already have 20 people opting out today. And, by the way, for those people that are saying, well, these players are opting out, and by opting out you're getting $150,000 to opt out, they shouldn't be earning anything. Okay, let me set the record straight here. The NFLPA and the NFL uh, negotiated a deal. This is the deal. If you opt out and you are not risk-averse, and I, they haven't defined what that is, but let's say you're not risk-averse, you get a $150,000 stipend. Now, you're saying, okay, so he's getting paid $150,000. No, that is a $150,000 loan against next year's salary. You will, those players will either have it taken out of their salary next year or they will have to pay it back. So it is not you're getting something for free. So for those people that kept saying or keep saying, why are they earning $150,000 while unemployment is X, Y, and Z? Let's understand. They're not getting this for free. And, and I'm kind of tired of seeing that all over the Internet where people are saying, these are NFL players. They're making a ton of money. Why are they getting money for free? They're not. Okay. So that, that's my little byproduct there. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. I will state for a fact we will – other than him buying a piece of the Kansas City Royals, there will be no Patrick Mahomes talk tonight because there's no because there is absolutely no need to talk about Patrick Mahomes right now. So we we are, we are shuddering. In, someone calling in where we should have. <laughs> if you are listening to the if if you are listening to the show and you plan on calling in about Patrick Mahomes, I will hang up on you. It's it's just that simple. There's, there is no need to talk about Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, we've talked about his deal at nauseum. We don't need to talk about it. I do like the fact that he spent some of that money on buying some of the Royals. 
If you want to talk about him as an owner of the Kansas City Royals, please call in at 760-283-0846. Other than that, no Patrick Mahomes talk tonight. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the last week in New York sports. Guys. So we have the Knicks have a new coach. That's first yeah. and foremost. They do? All right. What do you think? <laughs> I don't. I think it's the wrong call. Um, I think Thibodeau is – Thibodeau – the good thing about Thibodeau is he runs his players into the ground, and New York is so young, and they're so talentless that for all intents, it won't matter. The bad thing is he does, it's a, he, he he burns his players out, and he doesn't – unless you have a guy like a Jimmy Butler in the beginning of their – you know, when he was with Chicago, or – you have to have a certain personality type to handle Thibodeau. I don't think the Knicks have anybody who can. I think it's the wrong fit. I think as much as I was never really a huge Mark Jackson fan, I kind of had a feeling this would have been the time where you say, you know what? I want, I need someone who I know is going to be able to guide us through this horrible next couple of horrible years. And who's hopefully learned, you know, what worked for a team that he built from nothing to the precipice of a title. And look, even though he's a good coach, I think after Minnesota he was afraid he would never get another job. I just don't think this is the right job. I think this is going to be a disaster. Okay. A disaster, Larry Brown disaster? Like, how, so what's your over-under? No, you signed a five-year no, deal. What's, his, what's, his, what's, your, what's your over-under? Three. Okay, and understanding that three years would be the longest since as a Knicks coach. Since Van Gundy. Probably, yeah, since been, over 15 years, right? Yep. So I will tell you, if he lasts three years, that's an actual success. Fair enough. Because the majority of NBA coaches do not last more than three years. How I mean, long you would do you call think Ken- he will last? Well, I'm just asking. You thought Kenny Atkinson was, was a success, right? Yes, I did. Okay, he didn't last three years. And I think that was a mistake. I, I'm just saying, the majority of NBA yeah, coaches do not last three years. Probably, okay. Say between two and three years. He gets fired somewhere in his third okay. year. He resigns. Okay. And it's somewhere in frustration in his third year. Do I think this is a mistake? Absolutely. But James Dolan's part of the problem. So, of course, it's a mistake. It's yeah. always going to be a mistake when he's involved. But the fact is, much the same way as Mike McCarthy came back to Dallas, right? And Mike McCarthy has said he has learned and he has grown and he will use he used the time off to to grow and to become a better coach. I really just want to give Tom Thibodeau the benefit of the doubt. I do. I don't think it, it's a great hire, but I have more confidence in Thibodeau than I did in Adam Gates. 
Does that yeah. make sense? And and that that's not a high yeah. floor, mind you. No, it's but, not a high bar. But I also don't but, know. I also don't know. To be, let me finish my point. I also don't know yeah. what the Knicks could have got if the Knicks could have been better. The right. Knicks are the worst exactly. organization in the NBA. Yep. And that. Sorry, continue. No, no, you're right. They're the worst organization in the NBA. So to get a coach of Thibodeau's ability is not a bad. It's not bad. I just, I it's not in. Again, yeah, McCarthy is a retread. McCarthy also, well, first of all, he won a title in Green Bay, and then he stagnated, but he didn't fall off the cliff. Thibodeau in Minnesota was, I mean, I think they went to the playoffs once, but that team, he lost that. He lost the Bulls, and then he lost Minnesota. I don't know if six months off, or I guess a year off, is enough time to really rebuild your thought process on how you want to build a team. No, I'm, I'm with you. And... But I will say this, unlike the Timberwolves, unlike the, the Bulls, where they had, remember, two of the Bulls that benefited from Tom Thibodeau were Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose, right? Derrick yep. Rose was an MVP under Tom Thibodeau. That's number one. Jimmy Butler came out as a second-round pick, and became a superstar under Tom Thibodeau, right? So if you are – and look, I'm not saying he doesn't wear your guys out, but that's what the Knicks need right now. They need Burns. They need guys running out. They need R.J. Barrett playing 40 minutes. They need Mitchell Robinson playing 40 minutes. They need to see what these guys have. So – the knock on Thibodeau was that he never played rookies. Well, good luck with that because the Knicks don't have anybody but rookies. So you're <laughs> you kind of – Right, but you're going to play the cards that you're dealt, and guess what? Your hand is five rookies. So that's who you're going to play. And unless Leon Rose decides to bring in five veterans, there's not really much of a choice in this matter. He's going to play rookies He's going to, or young players. He's going to have to. And I think the fact that Thibodeau in Minnesota, remember the circumstances in which Thibodeau came into Minnesota. Flip Saunders had passed away, and they had nowhere to go. And they hired basically a guy that was a CEO. He was both president, general manager, well, president and de facto general manager along with being coach. Tom Thibodeau doesn't have that power here. And that's not necessarily to say that I have emphatic trust in Leon Rose, because I don't know what the heck that guy's bringing to the table. Or Wes or Wes Walker. Wes Walker? Worldwide Wes. Yeah. yeah, but what's his last name? I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. And that says something, doesn't it? That's like magic. It's just magic. It's just World Wide West. But anyway, 
But the fact is, we don't know what we're getting in those two, but we know that Thibodeau doesn't have all the power. And perhaps limiting the scope of his power will help that along. And believe it or not, that's the only justification I have, and, and I'm switching gears here, to having any confidence in Adam Gase. Because Joe Douglas is a freaking magician. <laughs> he is a magician. I don't know what the heck kind of smelling salt he put on in Pete Carroll and John Snyder, but God help him. Thank you so much. Um, but once again, I can't get a Jets jersey because I never know how long these guys are going to be on the team. Um, even my first-round pick. I mean, guys like Quentin Copels and, oh, I'm sorry, Leonard Williams, uh, third and fifth. Yeah, D. Milner. I have four Super Bowl wins. I'm good. Um. <laughs> yeah, so what did, yeah, what did you think of the trade? Because obviously I saw the trade, and look, I wanted Jamal Adams to be a Jet. For a very long time. I, I love the passion that he played with. And I still do. But man, what a baby. I mean, seriously. He's, uh, I, I can't remember a guy in, the, in New York, and maybe you can, that played these cards so poorly. Beckham? No, because Beckham got his money before he left. Sure. I'm just trying to spitball here. Um, I mean, Reggie? When he went Reggie after Munson? No, but no, he Reggie got his got money, and then he, he got his money in the free agent contract to come to New York, but then he left New York because he said he was the straw that stirred the drink and went against Thurman Munson. No, so that he didn't get his No, 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 he didn't no, get no, his no, no. Real... That was that was in '78. They won the title in '78. And Munson right. died in '79. Then he got traded in '79 for Don Bell. '79, '80, whatever it was. Um, yeah, he got traded for Don Baylor. I also think there were certain look Adams. The problem is you have a five-year guarantee. You have a five-year contract. That's what the rookie cap is. Nobody renegotiates with two years to go. So I don't blame Joe Douglas for it. And Adams, this this isn't brain surgery. They were not going to renegotiate with two years left in his contract. That's not unusual. I mean, seriously, how often do you see a player renegotiate a contract, get a new contract off of a rookie deal with two years left? Well, the Jets had control of him for three years. Well, the interesting thing is that at the trade deadline, he compared himself to two players. So for those that are unaware of how this went down, at the trade deadline, Joe Douglas reportedly, and I have no inside information to prove positive or negative, that he did this, took calls on Jamal Adams. That's what GMs do, right? They take calls, right? 
and I'm sure there was a call at some point on Tom Brady, and probably Bill Belichick just said, no, thank you, and hung the phone up, right? I mean, you take the call because that's your job. You take call. So here we are, and Jamal Adams, according to Joe Douglas, he did not go out and solicit any trade offers, but he got trade offers coming in. And, and Jamal Adams got wind of this and went into a hissy fit. And he compared himself, and he said, and I am paraphrasing, although I know the quote by heart, but paraphrasing just in case, no one takes calls on Aaron Donald or Tom Brady. So he's comparing himself to the best quarterback of all time. Yes, Seth, I just said it. The, yep. the best quarterback of all time and the best defensive player in the NFL, right? That's, that's who Donald is, the best yeah. defensive player in the NFL. Now, what's interesting about both those players is they did not renegotiate their contracts with two years left. Nope. No, they did no. not. So, so you want to compare yourself to those people, that's fine. But then you don't get to pick and choose what your comparison is. You get either the whole boat or you get none of it. You can't pick and choose. And, look, he didn't have a problem with Adam Gase or Joe Douglas back in January when he thought he was getting his $20 million. He just didn't. Right. And then all of a sudden he does. Well, no, he doesn't have a problem with them. He has a problem because he hasn't gotten his $20 million. And with the NFL salary cap going down next year, potentially, with a, high of, uh, with a low of 175 and right now it's about 191 I believe, money's going to be tight for teams. And for those that are interested, the team with the most cap room next year, you want to take a yes? The New York Jets. How about the New England Patriots? There you go. Makes sense. By far. It's like Belichick knew what he was doing three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and as and as all Patriot fans will say, everyone's playing checkers and Belichick's playing chess. And you know what? I'm not so sure that's wrong. <laughs> He is. He, he's. He's got it. Again, seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six. Seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six. We're here, and so I like the return. And and, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me for a little bit, and see if you agree. So, Sam Darnold is in year three. Let's presume that there's a. First of all, let's presume there's a season which I'm not exactly sure is a good presumption, but let's presume that there's a season. Sam Darnold's in year three. Sam Darnold could either break out, which is every Jets fan's like, I don't know, dream of all dreams, that this guy becomes Joe Willie Namath, or he could become what he was last year. He's probably not going to regress. So he could probably be a guy that throws – 30 touchdowns and 20 interceptions, or he could be a guy that throws 40 touchdowns and five in, or 10 interceptions. Obviously, Jets fans would like the latter. If he's the former, 30 and 20 or 25 and 15, 
Seth, he's, he, he's an average NFL quarterback, right? He's not any better or any worse than, say, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying Look, to, I'm trying I'm to think not, of it. I'm, Andy Dalton, you're talking Andy Dalton numbers. Yeah, let's I say mean, Andy Dalton. Look, look, sure. I am not. I am not. You know what? You what are what are my feelings on Sam Darnold? What have always been my feelings on Sam Darnold? You thought he was a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. I thought there was nothing overwhelmingly special about him. I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. Nothing great. I am not sure. You can use the offensive line and the offensive talent that surrounds this team and make a fair judgment on him this year. Who is his number one wide receiver? Uh, I, Jamison Crowder. Exactly. Who's his number? Okay, Jamison Crowder, who's a better than average slot wide out. Sure. Yeah, they they got Richard Penniman, Perriman, Yep. I think, which for a one year kind of show me deal is not bad. And they drafted Denzel Mims, who is a converted. I forget what position he's converted from. From Baylor. That is the least talented wideout crew in the NFL. So I'm not sure you can make that judgment off of this year. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little claim here, right? So let's go back to and look, I am now making an unfair comparison. I understand that. Aside from Randy Moss, who has Tom Brady had at a wide receiver. Wes Welker. <laughs> Are you Julian really, Edelman. After all these now, I years, said, you're making this argument? I said. I, no, what, my argument isn't that he's Tom Brady. My argument is that a good to great quarterback makes his personnel better. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Brady uh, – look, I'm not making the argument that Sam Darnold should be Tom Brady. I'm just saying you, no. your, your argument is that this is an inefficient and inadequate wide receiver group. I get that, and, and you're right. But let's look at what good quarterbacks – let's look at what great quarterbacks – and look, that's what the Jets drafted Darnold to be. A great quarterback, not a good quarterback. You don't draft a guy number three to be good. You draft him to be great. So great quarterbacks make their players better. And if you are going to go through this process and Sam Darnold is throwing interceptions that are not on the wide receivers but merely on Sam Darnold, it doesn't matter what wide receiver you have. It's still him. So, to my point that I was trying to make before, why I like this trade, even though the draft picks are in the 20s, or might probably will be, is if Sam Darnold is not a great quarterback, 
Seth, let's not say it's this year. Maybe maybe next year, right? Let's say 2021 or sorry, 2022, right? Because because what happened was Douglas got first round picks in the next two drafts. So let's say it's not yep. next year or this year. Let's say it's next year, and they get to the point that they have decided that Sam Darnold is not the quarterback of the future, and they suck. Which, if you have a bad quarterback in this league, you do not play. You will not be uh, doing well. They have secured capital to go up and get another quarterback. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying yep. it was a great draft. I'm not saying it was a great trade because they got two picks. I'm saying they have set themselves up to either furnish Darnold with more weapons or perhaps unfortunately to to replace Sam Darnold. Right. Is that fair? I think, yeah, I think it's very fair. Um, You got two first-round picks and a starting safety for a safety who is going to cost you $19 million a year. I mean, I have no real – I think it's a good trade. I think – see, I, I was surprised. See, I don't like taking chance, these kind of chances on things. And, you know, maybe – but apparently – did you hear that actually Adams was complaining about the, the time of the flight? Did you hear this? No. To go to well, Seattle? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, he what did he say? I'm sorry. A, Apparently, he had a 6 a.m. flight. And, again, I forget where I read this. And he was complaining that the flight was too early. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that just is like that's just the ice, the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae for me. I'm sorry it is. Yeah. That just is the immaturity. One-on-one. Maybe he's, on a 6 maybe he's on a maybe he's on maybe he's on a 6 a.m. flight because they don't want him to contract COVID and that's the that's the sparsest flight available. Like maybe you look at it that way. I'll tell you right now, if I'm getting on a plane and I'm required to get on a plane, I want to get on a plane where there's nobody else on that plane. I want to be the only person on the plane. I certainly don't want to be on any plane with a Florida Marlin. That's a no go. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow, that is that is just wow. Okay, that's the cherry on top. Seriously. Goodbye and good riddance to Jamal Adams. Seriously. Goodbye. I, I you were going to be my next jersey and now you are not. I will not be should you buy Bradley a Beck, Mitchell. Should you, buy a Beck, should you buy a Beckton jersey because you know at least he'll be there three years? Well, no. So the guy that I really want to buy is C.J. Mosley. The unfortunate Mosley. part is C.J. Yeah. Mosley is earning $17 million. So... Yeah, I don't think he's there. For, he's going to be there for very long. So No, like two years at the most. And, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. And and now, yeah, the, the Jets are just an interesting mix. And, look... If it wasn't because I'd want the NFL to to uh, to have to watch so badly, I'd be like, oh well. If there's if there's a year off, this is not a bad year to be a New York Jets fan. I mean, if you're going to take a year off, there's nobody on our team that's really that old. 
So that's okay. It sounds awful. Yeah. I get it. It sounds awful. It sounds awful. But I'll have hockey, so hopefully. I think the interesting thing, Seth, is more importantly, so you have hockey coming back this week, and you have basketball again this week. They could not play an entire season in this bubble, could they? No. You can't. Because you can't, there's not enough. At some point, you have to have families be able to come in. You need to have, like, it, it wouldn't work. Again, logistically speaking, you're not going to be able to, this is a one-off. You're not going to be able to convince people to stay in a bubble for six months or eight months or whatever basketball season runs, typically October 31st till June being the title, being the finals. You're not going to convince people to stand there for that long. doesn't work. Okay. I was just saying because come December, we may be in the same point, right? And then what? So you're finished one season, and I guess you just keep pushing the new season until hopefully a cure or something along those lines? I mean... Well, that's why we're in stage three, buddy. That's why we're in stage three. Yeah. Hopefully uh, by November, hopefully by November or December. Did you realize that the quickest vaccine in uh, in record was four years, right? That thoroughly depressed me today when I found that out. That was not my understanding by any stretch. Yeah, it was the measles. Now, there weren't this many resources devoted to vaccines until now. So maybe that has something to do with it. But that was the quickest Sean, vaccine. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think you're right. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think you're right on this. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, hope I'm wrong. And, and we can look that up and we'll get back to you next week. Uh, if you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. Jeff, there are 20, as of today, there are 20 people opting out, over 20 people opting out of the NFL. One quarter of those are New England Patriots. And true, I, I'm just waiting for the big guy. Right, there's a, there's going to be a guy that opts out, and then you have the discussion of whether this season becomes a farce. I think that's what that's where this is going to land. Is I originally you had the the guard on the Chiefs, and I can't remember the guy's name, the the doctor, right? Lorenz, yeah, Lorenz something something something. Yeah. Right. So the first guy, and I think it was ironic and yet poignant that he was the first guy. You have a doctor saying, yeah, right, I'm not doing this shit, right? And now you have more and more people opting out. And not only are you having people opt out, but you're having important people opt out, such as Eddie Goldman, who anchors the Bears line. 
You have Dante Hightower and Eugene Chung of the Patriots. And I think the, this is just a snowball effect. I think you're just going to have more and more people as you see others opt out. They're just going to go, you know what, just not worth the risk. Just not worth the risk. And I think it's a bigger deal in football than it is in any other sport. I mean, basketball, yeah, the Nets are a farce. I get that right now. But they were a farce going in without Durant and Irving to begin with due to injuries. But you have, if you don't have, like, a whole offensive line, you got a bigger problem. Yeah, I, 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 look, I don't disagree with you. I mean, what's going to happen when one guy gets it, one linebacker gets it, then the whole linebacking crew gets it? It's, I, 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 I don't see football working. I just don't. You know, I, I, I just don't see it happening. And, ooh, um, and that's a, it's a, it's look, it's sad, it's terrible, but the reality is, I I agree. You will have some real big names that are going to drop, and what'll be interesting for like let's say a coach like Matt Patricia, who literally is on a win or fi- get fired pendulum right now. <laughs> what happens if Stafford says, you know what, my wife's recovering from brain surgery? I can't do this this year. Yeah, I'm with there you. There are a lot and, of moving points on this. And I don't care what I don't care that it's thirty million dollars. I can't take this crap home, right? I mean, that's basically what it's going to take. One of those guys that's foregoing thirty million dollars. And say, you know what, family is just more important. Right now, we I, I think the biggest guy that has said no is Hightower. I think he's on a four-year, yeah. $64 million contract. So, I mean, it's not it's, – it's, it's big, but it's not, it's not big. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, I got you. But, and Hightower – hold on. His mother – was diagnosed with type two diabetes. Oh, he's earning a base of eight million, so he's not big. Like that's that's not that that's big to you and me, but that's not big in in the NFL. And but right. the thing is about the thing is about the NFL is that if you opt out, the fun part, if you opt out and you had a roster and you had a signing bonus, you don't have to give any of that back. Because your contract holds for a year, so signing bonus is still there. You get to keep it. You don't get. You don't have to. With, you don't have to give it back. Because when your contract holds, you're just on the hook for that team for one more year. So, all right. I think it, I think it's a good time to, to part ways. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, more sports and hopefully, you know what? As much as I think baseball will shut down within two weeks. I really hope it doesn't. I mean, I haven't had that uh, emotion in a in months. So, uh, so let, let's just hope for the best. What's that? I said you got a little verklempt. I, I it wasn't verklempt. I got excited, and 
that type of excitement over, I, I won't say that excitement in general, but that type of excitement over a sporting event or even watching something on TV had not happened in a really long time. So I, I was, I, I, it surprised myself, and I know it didn't surprise you, but it did me. Nope. And uh, I hope, I, I'm looking forward to watching hockey this weekend and calling my brother and having those conversations that we've missed for the last six months. So everybody, okay. please be safe out there. And quick um, shout out before and, quick shout out before we stop. Yeah, go. Happy birthday, Jake. Happy birthday, Morgan. Jake turned four Happy last birthday, week. Morgan turned two on Friday. Love Happy you guys. Happy birthday, guys. All right, we'll talk next week. See you, Seth.